This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Clay Aiken, the singer, television personality, actor, activist, and now political candidate seeking office in North Carolina's uh, state House of Representatives. It's Clay Aiken. I'm a star boy. And I can't feel my face. <laughs> and this is Ear Buddies. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. That's what. There you go, Matt. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, buddies. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good start. Thank you. Um,. Boy, nice to uh, nice to be back on the pod. Thanks again for for covering me for another week. Of course, Tim. It is really my pleasure, and I don't want you to feel like uh, like you're not needed anymore. Like <clears throat> I know I do such a good job on those solo apps. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would be lying if I said I didn't feel some uh, pressure to perform here um, better than ever. <laughs> Because, listen, the, the listener feedback has been universally positive on your solo eps. <laughs> and it puts me in this spot where it's like, okay, what what do you bring to the table? Right, right. I, I, know, I know what you mean, because, like, <laughs> it's usually with, you know, you have a, a two-person sort of comic duo or whatever and there's a straight man and then there's like the sort of off the wall zany character Mm -hmm. and but the fact that i can do both of those and i can i can give substantive research and content while making hilarious jokes that everybody loves all on my own like i get why don't threatened is not the word but you should be feeling well no 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 because look it's ear buddies right it can't just okay yeah I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I like I, to. It's fine. <laughs> I like to think that I, uh, right, am, am sort of a, a good uh, Costello to <laughs> uh, to your Abbott. Uh, right. You complete me, sort of situation. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, and and so time will tell if the ear, if our ear buddies army feels the same way. Yeah, they'll let us know. Uh, I'm if, sure. If the right, if if our listening metrics start nose diving i may just be out the door i don't know look we got to give the fans what they want exactly and what they want this week bud is some dark r&b infused pop (laughs) some some dark introspective uh, pop music with an R&B twist. Where the winter nights don't ever sleep. So this life's always with me. Of course, Matt. I'm speaking of The Weeknd. Every time you try to fix me. Is he the is he like the biggest pop star? male pop star working right now at least at the very least i mean this guy does numbers i mean tim this guy played the super bowl <laughs> hey like, I w- i'm glad you mentioned that have you noticed that we have covered a we a sort of disturbing amount of super bowl performing artists uh in our short run of <laughs> episodes here i had not noticed that no but good yeah. for us i guess uh, yeah, so right, right, yes, he's he has played on America's biggest stage, which is, of course, the Super Bowl Pepsi halftime show. <laughs> and did he not also just set a record uh, with his great song, Blinding Lights? Uh, was Did that not spend the most time on the Billboard chart of any song ever? Tim beats me. I'm not paying attention to what the weekend is doing. <laughs> okay, well, okay. <laughs> 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 
right. We're we're too busy, you know, looking backwards at uh, Paul Simon and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Old Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> that's right. right. Uh, we're talking about the weekend today because he has just become too large a presence in the uh, pop music media sphere to ignore. Yep, that's uh, right, Tim. He demands we- our attention, <laughs> and so we must provide takes. Tell me what you really like. Maybe I can take my time. We don't ever have to fight. Just take it step by step. I can see it. And provide we shall. Matt? Hey, Tim. I'd like your gut check at just uh, sort of just sight unseen. How do you feel about the weekend? Tim, uh, hoping that this doesn't ignite some sort of argument between the two of us as usual. But uh-huh. to be honest with you, Tim, and to be honest with our ear buddies army. Yes. The weekend uh, leaves me pretty cold. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Pal? Yeah. Same. Okay, good. Sigh of relief. Um, yeah, we do not have to sound the disagreement alert. <laughs> good, alert. we are jumping off the same diving board, as they say. I think that we should try to uh, introspect a bit, though, bud, and figure out why Why do we, uh, why are we left cold by Abel Tesfaye? <laughs> yes, why are we left cold by Abel? <laughs> he uh he's known for his sonic versatility and his dark lyricism matt you love uh <laughs> sonic versatility and i do yeah I well really certainly do. lyricism yeah that's right so, so on paper I mean, yeah right <laughs> you'd think there should be no problem here. no you'd think i mean <laughs> with all the versatility and the lyricism <laughs> You would think that I, that it would appeal to someone exactly like me, um, but but no, you would be wrong if you thought that. Um, hmm. I guess, yeah, but Tim, I do think, okay, I think it's important because, as you mentioned, we're doing this at because Abel, or I suppose we ought to call him The weekend. I'm sure he prefers that. The weekend. I think so, yes. He is... He has become far too big to ignore. He's been too big to ignore for a while, but we maybe tried mm-hmm. to ignore him. He's got, you yeah. know, yet another album out. Um, we, we've got to discuss it. But... Uh, yes. And so that that is sort of the, the demand of us, but we get to discuss it however we want. And because we're both <laughs> coming at this from a, a place of, uh, I guess, we're less than moved by by the mm. weekend's music we yeah. need we need to figure out what we mean by that and we need to figure out if it's his fault or if it's our fault yes right and if it is his fault i think we have a duty to prescribe some sort of uh uh some positive feedback that we can give to mr weekend uh to improve his music and make it better, absolutely. So yes. that we would, so that we would like it, right? So I think that, that you that and would, I like it more. Yes, right. I, I, yeah, I think we owe him that much. Uh, so, what is your, uh, what was your in point to the weekend, Bud? When did you uh, get into? Because he's been at it for a while. He has been at it for a while. Um, I mean, I'm sure most of us are more or less familiar with his deal, but. At, at this point, I thought you were going to say with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And Fifty Shades of Grey, a stellar <laughs> film, a stellar film. Uh, but made so much better by the weekend's uh, fabulous song, <laughs> earned it. You make it look like it's magic. I see nobody, nobody but you, you, you. I'm never confused. Hey, hey, I'm so used to being used. Man, those strings just make me want to uh, bound myself with leather. <laughs> yeah, they really make you want to either take or give orders, don't they? <laughs> Precisely. Um, okay, I'm sorry, Matt. I interrupted you. 
No, but it's, I like I like to have this sort of this sort of dark lyricism in the background. Um, <laughs> but that's, so it's a good question, Tim. Where where was my like? Where did I start here? Because now, mm. right, like with like with many uh, pop culture megastars, they become part of the firmament, and you don't like they've just always sort of been there. And you just always sort of remember them having been there, but yeah. but uh, Abel, Abel at yes. the time he uh, started doing his stuff in 2009 and was doing a bunch of like it was cool like uh, anonymous like YouTube releases and no one really knew who he was and there was a lot uh-huh. of uh, a lot of mystique surrounding like who, who is this guy who is the weekend. Um, yeah, and so I I knew about this, but didn't really listen because at the time, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't really into dark lyricism, and uh, but then but then I started. Yeah, I did listen starting in I want to say 2013 probably because yeah. Kissland was uh, yeah man. the the first of his of his work. Well, I guess that was his debut like studio album that I Yeah, right. He had he had to. a trilogy of mixtapes uh that w- which now goes by trilogy which had uh some decent performers but yeah, I, I Kissland which might be might might be the worst name of an album yeah. that we've had <laughs> I mean. to discuss so far. Kind of was his first foray into feature-length albums. When I got on stage, she swore I was six feet tall. But when she put it in her mouth, she can't seem to reach my. And at this point, uh, our guy, The Weeknd, is pretty much totally making R&B, right? Like, yes. He's not really trying to climb the pop charts by any means. I'm a little kid. Yeah, he started doing R and B, and it was uh, it was cool for sure, and it was yep. dark at the time, and um, <laughs> and sonically versatile. Really, yeah, sonically versatile, <laughs> uh, but it was yeah, like you said, it was it didn't really seem to have aspirations for. Someday dating Selena Gomez, you know what I mean? Like, Holy smokes! Exactly. That, I don't know if that was. Um, I don't know if he wanted to be a big, big star. Um, hmm. And and that maybe sound dumb to say, but like he was doing music that wasn't really big, big star music. Um, yeah. And, he, and so he probably was kind of you know enjoying the the space he'd carved out for himself. Uh, but then along comes Kissland, which was fine or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. right I mean you know <laughs> I don't know it was fine it was his first major label studio album but mm-hmm. and so then he, yeah right so then he gets uh, uh, earned it on that soundtrack gets that Fifty Shades spot yep yep which was big for him and then comes out oh, with yeah. uh, Beauty Behind the Madness in 2015 mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. one I mean that really kind of lit the fuse as far as you know being able to live in in beverly hills and i know she'll be the death of me at least we'll both be numb and she'll always get the best of me the worst is yet to come but at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young this i know this i know well, I mean, here we are listening to this song for a second week in a row, bud. <laughs> now, Tim, this is interesting. Uh, uh-huh. So, you know, we uh, don't usually recycle tracks like this, but <laughs> we're playing this because, of course, it is the hit. Um, oh, yeah. I can feel my face when I'm with you, but I love it, but I love it. It was on last week's ep. Because it was an example of yet another artist who Max Martin had worked with, so mm-hmm. let's do let's do some real um, real connections here, and yes. and realize that so 
when uh, so Kissland, right? That comes <laughs> out in, in 2013, and it was produced by The Weekend mostly, and like a sure. couple other people, a couple other just folks who did a did a decent job. But Tim, yeah. beauty behind the along madness. Comes, <laughs> along comes Max. That's right. Uh, along comes Max, and not only Max, but. Uh, you know Kanye and uh, mm. Lana Del Rey featuring on on vocals. Ed Sheeran showed up. Um, yeah, this this was like obviously going to be the one because I yep. not to hammer this point home further, but if you get if Max Martin is has any hand in producing your records, yeah, um, you have already been anointed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. things are going to go very well for your career. That's just, it's just the way it goes. And I can't really weigh in on this since I wasn't a part of that episode. I, uh, you know, really, you're the expert on this matter, Matt, so I'm just going to take your word for it. Uh, and trust that you're correct when you provide that analysis. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I am. <laughs> this is, this is, uh,. The best song by the weekend? Yeah. I mean, the chorus is so darn good. And it's obviously right, a turn towards pop. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody high up said, This guy could be a pop star. Why is he just doing this darkly lyric, uh, <laughs> versatile RB? <laughs> right. Why not get someone? Yeah, someone get Max on the horn, and let's turn this guy into a pop star. So, what do we get after Beauty Behind the Madness next year? Starboy comes out. That song's fine. That album's fine. Yeah. Uh, My dear Melancholy is next, 2018. Let's jump though to 2020, uh, and we get the album After Hours. We've got heavy Max Martin production once again. And we get, if not the best song by the weekend, certainly the biggest song in Blinding Lights. Matt, I'm dying to know how you feel about this song. <laughs> well, Tim, I loved it when uh, AHA released it and named it Take On Me, and I love it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a very solid tune. Um that I mean also leaves me cold. There you go. Yeah. Um same. I've never been able to get down to this one. Uh but and uh, Matt, I was right. It's the longest charting song on the Billboard Hot 100. It spent 90 weeks on the chart. Ooh. Well, no wonder we played the Super Bowl. Well, right. This only finally left the chart uh in September of 2021. Uh, so <laughs> we loved that song. We loved this song. And now the weekend has has concocted this pretty interesting formula, right? Of a standout voice. No one sounds like him. I can see clearly when you're gone. Oh, oh, this dogged pursuit of sort of dark not emo but kind of like murder at the club vibes yeah sure and now he infuses this blatant 1980s pastiche he's he is uh all about these cool 80s drums and uh aha vibes yeah. This is where he loses me, I guess, weirdly. I 
I'm I lo- I really liked maybe loved I can't feel my face. I thought that was a, an excellent song. This feels I don't know if it's the performance or uh, of of his melody or or if it's the production but I am so uh, bored by it. I, I I find it like truly uninspired. It, it feels like a robot was programmed to make some uh, sort of '80s nostalgia, and this is what we got. Yeah, it it feels. I mean, this song in particular, it feels like just a template. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it just it feels like. Mm sort of nothing it's sort of a, a structure and it's, it's scaffolding and there's no there's just no soul in there right and it's which which is interesting because with r&b you know like i guess proper r&b or even his early stuff there was uh-huh. a, there was at least that was sort of emo in a in a legitimate yeah. way um and yeah. now like I don't know everything, and this is so. This is very nitpicky because I don't think this is. It's a bad thing to um, have clean, tight production on things. Sure, but whatever it is, like you said, Tim. I'm you know I'm not exactly sure, but I think the combination of these very retro, um, sort of obviously evocative of the '80s mm-hmm. sounds. Like, you know, he's using 80s drum machines and 80s uh, analog right. synths and stuff like this. Like, hearing that and everything is is so, so tight and so um, time-corrected and mm-hmm. it just, it feels, yeah. it feels like, I don't know, brittle and too clean and... And another thing, mm-hmm. uh, a word, they've people have used the, these words... To this word to describe like synths and stuff, but they call it chili, and this is this is sure. this is a tough one to tough plane to land verbally over a podcast. But it's like these <laughs> chili synths, right? It's like sort mm-hmm. of dark, um, like often eighties inspired sine waves, like you know a little bit of distortion. But those things are all they've always been uh, the weekend's stock and trade, really. Um, but it worked as a as a sort of emotional uh, foundation for his earlier stuff, and now you mm-hmm. hear these, uh, you know, aha type or or a flock of seagulls type synths over things, and you're like, well, that that leaves me cold. That's chilly for a different reason because it just it feels like it. There's no soul in that machine. That's exactly right, bro. And I hope you'll forgive uh, my co-host, whose name I still will bleep, uh, <laughs> chiming in, uh, uh, frankly interrupting you, Matt, a little bit. But he had he had some stuff to say. Okay, he's still learning how to host. Yeah, he's got time. He's a month old. This little guy. He's only a month old. That's babies. I think you're exactly right about the chilliness. And I think we can bring his latest album, Dawn FM, into the discussion. Yes. Because really, Dawn FM feels like a continuation of the vibes that uh, obviously made him a lot of money uh, with After Hours. It's presented as as if you were listening to a radio station, obviously in the 1980s. Um and sort of venturing towards death, I think. I, I think that uh, it's... I don't know what it... Is it... Are we in purgatory right. or something as we're uh, listening yeah, to this? Yeah, maybe. But, like, you're, you know, you're driving through... There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and the, that's, that light is either, like, death or heaven or something like that. So, yep. a, pr- a pretty apt... Right. Uh, a pretty... It makes sense that, that our boy, Mr. Weekend, would... would yes. <laughs> Go this direction. Like, sure, absolutely. She loves to be on the edge. Her fantasy is okay with me. Then suddenly, baby says, Take my breath. 
this is where I think I can clarify my complaints with him. Uh, it's another Max Martin joint. He's His fingerprints are all over this. And the best song on the album, Matt, I think, is one called Take My Breath, which I think was his opening single. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good tune. This song works for me because melodically, it's memorable. Matt, here's my problem with The weekend. He has this incredible voice that is distinct and clean and, and beautiful uh, and has amazing range. But I am very often left totally bored by his melodic work. I can't remember like anything from this album. I've listened through it twice. I can mm-hmm. remember the chorus of Take My Breath. And uh, that's probably because Max Martin had a heavy hand in it. But some of but some of the work that Max obviously is not touching very closely, I just don't think that he's that great at writing catchy melodies. And if you're going to be a cool 80s pop star, that is, to me, way more important than finding authentic synths. Look... That's where that's where the rubber meets the road. I think you're exactly right because, uh, yeah. So in, you know, it's a good thing to to bring up. Like Max did produce a lot of this, but he didn't write on everything. Um, yeah. And and even even I don't know. It's like you can really tell when it's just like there's there's not that hook there. Um, and I think that. Abel's um, early days mm-hmm. as an R&B uh, anonymous YouTube star who was cool and secretive and, and mysterious, like, yep. that is not a world in which um, melody is king. No, not right. A, not at all. Ab- absolutely. And, and so to transform him into a huge pop star... Um, He's got everything it takes except that hook, that earworm. Like, and and we all we, we do really belabor the all about the tunes um, <laughs> motto. But if you, just if you think about it, yeah, I mean Taylor Swift. Let's uh-huh. talk about her. She cr- was able to cross over. She could cross over back and forth between whatever genre she wanted because of the strength of her songs, like the melodies yes. and the and how catchy they were. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, for example, like, I don't know, let's say Harry Styles or Kanye. Well, I think his sure. name is Ye now, right? But yes. people like this, who they, for the most part, their songs are all right, but they make up for when it's, the songs are sort of dull in their... Like in their fan base and in the love and fanaticism that people have for them, or just how interesting it is to think and talk about them, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have the weekend who has certainly checked a lot of the boxes of pop stardom. You know, he's yep. dated superstars and I guess his next door neighbors with Jim Carrey, um, and has played the Super Bowl and had have these massive hits but mm-hmm. but there's that's what leaves me cold is that there's there's something really missing there and and yeah. the melody the melody itself is a massive part of it for me and yes. as well as I mean and this is this is uh, incidental but you know who's who's obsessing over the weekend you know like who's who's mm. treating him like like we treat harry or like we treat taylor or like we treat yay right sure i i don't know the end i don't know are the teens maybe i don't know i i don't i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue i think he's just a mainstay at this point i've fallen into emptiness i want you because we're I can't help but draw comparisons uh, between this, Don FM, and The Weeknd, 
and Silk Sonic, Matt. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you say that. I'd love to hear because I was doing a similar thing in my own head. Because what are we doing here, right? We are trying to create kind of an authentic uh, early 1980s cruising around in a, in a Monte Carlo in Miami with the radio on vibe. The weekend is very clear about the vibe he's going for. I mean, it's it's explicit in the album what yes. it, that that it, that you are listening to a cool radio station. And obviously, if you know, you just have to use your ears, and you can tell that he wants it to feel like the 1980s. And so there is that pursuit of authenticity, I suppose. Um, that is very similar to what Silk Sonic just recently did with 70s soul music. Mm-hmm. But I find that album to be so much more successful in its execution. Tell me that you're coming Maybe Bruno Mars is just a better song like pure songwriter than the weekend because the songs on silk sonic are not only cre- you know capturing that authentic 70s soul train vibe but they're catchy and memorable and enjoyable here i can certainly uh seed that yep this sounds like uh cool sort of outruns synthwave 80s radio trip um, but I can't say much more for it, I guess. Tim, that is, I think that's exactly right. And he, listening to that has really given me a very, very clear view of what I think now. Um, hmm. Which is always exciting, isn't it? When this happens in real time on, on the pod and you find <laughs> you that gotta love it, dude. But, but You gotta love it. Truly, I think you're exactly right. I think that. You listen, and, and I think actually, Silk Sonic and... Yep. And the weekend; those are two perfect, um, you know, opposite ends here. Mm-hmm. Um, because the weekend, it's uh, it's like it's pastiche, right? It's imitative yep. of of eighties styles. Uh huh. Um, and that's all well and good until you compare it to something like Silk Sonic, because that. It's not, it is, it's just a recreation. Like, it is 70s Soul Train music. Whereas now we have sort of a half hearted thing with uh, The Weeknd um, kind of hitting on some 80s vibes and kind of sticking to his classic R&B runs and not really knowing. Uh, I mean, he knows what vibe he wants, but he doesn't really know, like, what he's trying to evoke in that sense. I just think that it's it sort of sounds like a strangely pale comparison, um, even with, you know, the cool, chilly vibes and stuff, because it's... He just likes the vibe and isn't really trying to recreate 80s stuff or, or even really... Uh, pay homage to it he just likes those sounds and And, yeah and that's fine that's and that's that's cool uh but it's just not backed up with the songwriting strength that uh would get me all the way over the finish line i guess i just need more hooks man there are not very many hooks on this album no, it's sad. It's it's frustrating. I think when it is, and I know we've said this perhaps too many times, but when it's just vibes, and it's just such vibes that yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I where where is the the gold in this river? Like, what are we? What am I listening for? And exactly. I don't. I just. I don't think we're gonna uncover any gold with this this album no i don't think so either but if you if you're just seeking vibes then have we got the album for you (laughs) it is it is very vibey and cool yeah Yeah, it's cool 
so there you go. That's the weekend. I guess we have come to have we given have we prescribed enough uh, of a solution for him, Matt? If he hears this, does he? You know, have we done a service to Abel? Right. Have we helped him out uh, in exactly. his career? Always a, a good question to ask. Um, I think. I think so. I mean, I think uh, if if Abel is listening now, and yeah. there's no way to tell, really, but no, I think that uh, it's it's good to know. It's good for him to hear that we don't hate him. And we don't, you know, we're, we're not trashing his life's you know, work it's, here. It's not personal, um, right? No, yeah. no, no. And there's a lot to appreciate about it, certainly. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, I would say, like, maybe let let the people in the room with the better um, pedigrees and the better melodic ideas, uh-huh. let them try a couple and and it could be as simple as that because buddy yeah. Abel you've got the team right you, Max Martin is is oh, well, on this yeah. you got totally you know Shellback you got uh, what, Bruce Johnston the one of the Beach Boys did the arrangement on on uh, on one of the songs oh, <laughs> like, holy cow wow they're 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 there to take to for to help you you know to, for you to that, take advantage right. of if you would like so I would say maybe. <laughs> Maybe open that next door in the studio next to you and say, fellas, come here. Come on and help me out just a touch. I'm stuck on this. They'll do it. They will help you. I know that. It's their job. Right. It's their job. (laughs) Ear Buddies will continue in a moment. Go down that road again. It's all the same. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Clay Aiken. Matt. Hey, Tim. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, if I were invisible, <laughs> then I would just vote for Clay Aiken. But frankly, I would do it if, in the light of day if everyone could see me, too. Uh, because, A, he paid us for this ad. B... He is running for the State House of North Carolina. And C, I mean, look at the guy. <laughs> look at this guy. It's, it's Clay. The guy we remember from American Idol is now, well, he wants to use his voice. Get it? For good. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> uh, join the chorus with Clay Aiken. That's uh, that's what his website says. So okay, Clay's he's running, folks. Folks, he's doing it. He's running, and not for the first time either, Tim. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, if we have a duty to to point this out. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be the heavy here. Yeah, this is it's. You know, he's run before and he's lost before, but it's mm-hmm. different. Everything's different this time. <laughs> it's well, he was running for the U.S. House back in 2014. Yeah, 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 true. I mean, I, you know, all due it's respect a- to Mr. Aiken, but you were the runner-up on American Idol. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a tall makes- or- order for anybody. Right. What makes you think you would not be the runner-up here? Uh, and so... <laughs> Yeah, right. He's uh, he's scaled back his dreams a little bit. He said, hey, you know what? I'll just make a difference here where I am in North Carolina. Yeah, right. Do what you can with what you have where you are. Where where he is. And that's what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like Roosevelt-like, Roosevelt. I would say. <laughs> Rooseveltian, yeah. Uh, Clay... 
has just an aw shucks kind of video on his uh, Twitter page right now, kind of introducing himself as a candidate. That was almost 20 years ago. Can you believe that? <sighs> a lot can happen in 20 years. Back when we first met, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, thank God. There was no smartphone. Showing, showing you who he is, like what he stands for, and, and why he, uh, well, if he can't change Washington, he might be able to change North Carolina. Yeah, maybe. It, specifically <laughs> the 6th District of North Carolina. That's what, Okay, there you go. That's what we're shooting for here. That's 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 a mouthful you can you can chew, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a grassroots candidate. He would love your support. Uh if you would like to chip in some money, I suppose you could do that. Or you could ask him if he'll come perform in your uh in in your neighborhood. Because I think I think Clay has uh, a a unique opportunity here as a candidate. He's not just a politician. He is a man of, of talent. He is a vocal performer. And so he can seek out the donor dollars in mm. different ways, such as, I don't know, neighborhood block parties, uh, <laughs> class reunions, <laughs> weddings. Uh, yeah. I suspect that you could hire him and he could put out a little tip jar that says I'm running for office. And people would say, well, that's novel. And he could make a lot of money for his grassroots yep. campaign. Yep. It's ex- that's it's just like- some free advice here from, from uh, your buddies. Well, from a real claimate, Tim, I remember you being a... <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've supported him since day one. And if you what were I'm- in his district, you would be voting for him. What I'm saying is if he'd like to perform at my son's baptism... I think that would be nice. You, yeah, you could definitely get a little scratch there. No, that's 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 the thing, Tim. And you know they say that no man can serve two masters, but Clay has a heart for music and he's got a heart for the people of North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. uh I don't think that um we ought to begrudge him that and you know, it's, it's even better, I would say, and, and wastes fewer taxpayer dollars if he is his own entertainment at his own campaign events. <laughs> Get up there, sing a little, <laughs> give us your speech, sing a little more, get back in the in the bus and we'll talk to you at the next town. That's, 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 fisc- that's yeah. fiscal responsibility. Exactly, that would, I think, exactly. send a, a really powerful message to the to his would-be constituents. Yeah, yes. and to Washington. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Clay Aiken. Um, I don't know when the election is. I assume it's uh, soon. And I think he's got a strong chance here, Matt. How about you? Let's, yeah. you know, let, let's put on our Nate Silver caps here for sure, just a second. Sure, sure. Well, I mean... <laughs> I can guarantee you that he will win. Um, Clay Aiken is beloved by the people of North Carolina, and I have run the numbers, and I have this several models in front of me, um, graphs and charts and such, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. uh, a ticker going across my screen. I, with everything in me, I can assure you that Clay Aiken is going to win this race. Um, that's just, that's how the numbers shake out. Uh, and I'm not, I'm a numbers guy, so I'm not going to argue <laughs> with what the numbers are saying. So yeah, I mean, that's me. I'm, 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 okay. it's, it's as good as done as far as I am concerned. I mean, this is great news for Clay, uh, for all Clay mates and for, I suppose progressives in North Carolina. There you go. Um, congratulations. An early congrats to Clay. <laughs> A premature congrats. <laughs> uh, what is the measure of a man, Clay asked so long ago? Well, it's how many votes he gets, I think. Uh, it's Clay Aiken for North Carolina 
District 6. Vote Clay. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. And uh, Matt, we're, we're introducing a new segment, sort of a utilitarian segment, something that we've needed for some time. Okay, I'm excited. I'm listening. Uh, we call it Circling Back. Uh, yep, we're we're rounding back to topics we've hit before, not in the sort of see I told you so way where we're uh, just sort of showing off how smart we were and prescient. Instead, we just uh, we want to revisit some important ear buddies topics, and I can think of no more important topic to revisit first than Taylor Swift's reopened can of beef with. Jake Gyllenhaal. Is that still going on, Tim? I we should have put this matter to bed months, if not years ago. This is a well that we continue to come back to, and it, will it ever will it ever run dry? Apparently not. What's going on, buddy? She didn't just re-release Taylor's version of All Too Well and a ten-minute version of that song from the vault. She also released some Sad Girl Autumn versions of it. She has... This... All Too Well is... Well. It is a... It is a well. <laughs> oh, now I get the, I get and, the title now. <laughs> and well, it's uh, not running dry anytime soon, bud. We have a lot to say about Jake. Not we, I suppose, you and I. But Yeah, I can't think of a uh, thing sort to of, say about him. <laughs> you know, I actually just went back and watched uh, Nightcrawler. Did you see that movie? I did. Yeah, I just watched that the other day. It's a good That film. was a good movie. A great, yeah. great movie. Jake, you know what? Jake Gyllenhaal, a fine actor. Um, okay, so so Tim, why why are we talking about okay, what's, Matt, what's happening? What's in the wind? Because of the clap back of the century, bud. Jake, uh, I'm reading from InStyle.com. Jake Gyllenhaal cleverly and stylishly appeared to address the release of Taylor Swift's 10-minute version of All Too Well, Taylor's version, with extra verses that are speculated to be about him. Jake, uh, who uh, has a new movie out on Netflix, The Guilty, did a little bit of, did a photo shoot, you know? Put on some nice clothes and stood in front of a camera. And Matt, would you, would you believe it if I told you that he's wearing a red shirt? Yeah, Tim, I would believe anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else? Lay it on me. What else? Oh, well, he's also got some heart-shaped sunglasses sitting atop his little head. His uh, his really nice head of hair. He looks Great. good. It does, however, just looking at the image, make me scream. As a Taylor Swift fan, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, Tim? Go you know on. how you know how a guy just sort of screams sometimes when uh, when he sees something that that just uh, that he cannot believe that the celebs are doing. Yeah, when he sees the clapback of the of the century, you know how one must simply scream. That's what yeah. I did. Okay. When I saw it. Okay. Uh, That's good. The, I love that. The photo is captioned red. Jake's version. Okay, did he post this himself, like on his Instagram, or is it a publicist uh, shot, or what? Uh, yeah, no, it's a publicist shot. W Mag uh, uh, did a little mini profile on Jake, and I think that it must have come from that. So, oh sure, okay, fantastic. Look, <laughs> he looks great in his red shirt, and Taylor Swift fans around the world are shrieking with. Uh, I don't know if it's fear or, or terror or, or fury, um, or respect. but we are shrieking. We are <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. Per perhaps it, yes. It's an acknowledgement of a of a solid clap back. Matt, Good. what do you have to say about fantastic? All this? I love it, Tim. Thanks for letting me know. This guy is forty one years old. Um, <laughs> Taylor is, uh, you know, our age. Yes, and and just like Jake is a good actor, 
actually. We know this. Yeah. And Taylor's a great songwriter and musician and performer and whatever. Uh, I here's what I here's what I have to say, Tim. All too well. Mm-hmm. I hate that song. I hate it so much. <laughs> I used to love it. I think it's the worst song I've ever heard. Now, it is. There's. It is has done me. Nothing. It's caused nothing but pain and, and, and frustration. <laughs> I. I am screaming now just for a little bit of a different reason. But how is this still happening? Like this. The news cycle. It's. I know. I know. I get that. It's probably like the. You know, the magazines and, and the wardrobe and whatever, and the photographers, all their decision, and Jake was like, fine, but like... Sure. How, how long? How long, oh lord, how long? <laughs> you know? The answer <laughs> is 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, well, that's, you know, that's great, Tim. I'm glad that I know this. <laughs> uh, my life is, yet again just a bit worse uh, for it but I I'm glad that you told me I'm glad even if I had to to stand in front of the the firing squad here uh, to absorb the the impact for the army I'm glad that the army now knows because when we tell when we tell this information to our our listeners and when we we put this out there the story never ends, really, and we want to be no. complete. So I'm, I'm glad that, that we're introducing Circling Back as a, uh, as a popular new segment. Popular, I'm sure. Useful. And how. Absolutely. Uh, and how. <laughs> uh, buddy, I think that we should call it good right there. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you later. Talk to you later, buddy.